Chapter Twenty Six of Tom Playfair or Making a Start by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Twenty Six Sickness. Dr. Mullen's face was graver than usual as he issued that evening from the college infirmary in the company of the Reverend President. Both are critical cases, Father and indeed i have more fears for that brave little playfair than for the other aldine's wounds are not necessarily fatal a good constitution will probably bring him through but the little hero is in danger of something worse than death the strain upon his mind the force of his emotions the terrible ordeal to which his most remarkable will-power has subjected him have thrown him into a high fever he may recover but even then his mind may be impaired or his nerves shattered for life God forbid, said the President, do you consider it advisable to write for the relatives of either? Well, it would be no harm to send for Aldine's people. But as for Playfair, there's time enough. We had better wait till we see how his case turns. Both little sufferers were in a private room, removed from the common ward of the infirmary. James Aldine, weak, pale, hardly conscious, was lying on his uninjured side, now and then giving forth a feeble moan of pain. In another part of the room lay Tom, his cheeks flushed with fever, his eyes bright and wild. Harry sat beside him and occasionally bathed his forehead. Whenever the infirmarian approached, Tom would shiver with horror, and would beg Harry, whom he called by the name of some former acquaintance, to take the man away, for he was a murderer. There was blood upon his hands. Could they not see the blood? There was murder in his every look. About seven o'clock in the evening, when the college boys had been safely housed in their respective study rooms, Mr. Middleton, Tom's teacher, prefect, and dear friend, entered the room, and strangely enough, Tom recognized him at once. "'Oh, Mr. Middleton,' he cried, "'will you help me?' "'Certainly, my dear boy,' said the prefect, grasping the fevered hands, entreatingly extended to him. "'What can I do for you?' "'Come close to me,' said Tom. "'I don't want them to hear it see them all watching me he cried pointing around the room they are all in the crime stoop down mr middleton i want to whisper to you the prefect bent low they want to kill jimmy and they've poisoned me so's i can't help him but you'll take my place won't you yes yes tommy rely upon it no one shall touch a hair of his head and mr middleton i'm going to make my first communion tomorrow it's christmas you know and i've waited oh so long not to-morrow tom the fevered patient took no notice of this answer where is jimmy now asked tom presently there he is lying on that bed tom raised himself and looked in the direction indicated then a strange perplexed expression came upon him as though the true ideas of what had so lately happened were striving vainly to square with the wild vagaries of his fever exhausted by the mental conflict he fell back, and, still holding tightly the prefect's hand, closed his eyes. Toward nine o'clock that night, as Willie Ruthers was sitting beside the other sufferer, James recovered from his stupor. "'Willie,' he said, "'how did Tommy come to be sick?' Willie told him the story of Tom's heroism, and of the high fever which the exposure and mental strain had brought on him. The listener's eyes filled with tears of gratitude to his brave companion, but on hearing of Tom's great danger, his face grew troubled. Tom is a real hero, he said, and I shall pray for him night and day that he may get well. 
next morning all the students were unusually subdued gathered together in knots tom's bravery was the subject of universal panegyric while all even the most flighty were concerned at his danger at all times harry willie and joe were at the side of their friends nothing could exceed their devotedness ever and annan aldine's face quivered with pain but there constantly dwelt upon it a gentle expression of resignation the doctor was satisfied with his symptoms tom's case seemed to trouble him more toward evening of the second day after the hunting expedition a lady entered and kneeling beside james covered his face with kisses don't be troubled mamma said james holding her hand tenderly i am not suffering much indeed i am not tom is in danger and you must pray for him mrs aldine who had heard the whole story presently went over to tom the poor child who had been tossing restlessly all day started up on seeing her his face softened with joy oh mamma he cried why didn't you come to me before come to me mamma and stay with me always he tenderly embraced mrs aldine his mother poor child was in heaven mamma he continued there's something i'm so anxious to tell you i'm to make my first communion christmas and you must pray for me that i do it well i used to be very wild at home but i think that i am not quite as i used to be i've worked hard to change and it is partly on your account mamma i know that you've been praying for me ever since you went to heaven i remember what you said to me just before you died they want to poison me before i can make it but poison doesn't hurt me i'm used to it now i'm glad i'm sick you can't fool me i know i'm sick and it's just as easy to keep from sin if you're in bed as it is anywhere else easier i'd commit murder maybe if i were out i'd shoot 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 and tom ended this strange monologue with jumping up into a sitting posture and clenching his hands while his eyes flashed in fury about sundown he changed for the worse he shrieked and cried and could hardly be held down in his bed toward midnight the doctor was summoned if his delirium lasts above twenty-four hours his case i fear is hopeless on hearing this james called willie joe and harry to his bedside boys i want you to join me in prayer he said i have made god a promise if he cures tom it may not be his holy will to cure him but let us unite in prayer led by james the boys in low fervent terms recited decade after decade to the blessed mother while tom hanging between life and death was soothed and restrained in his paroxysms by the kind hands of mrs aldine and mr middleton End of chapter twenty six recording by maria therese